get the feeling like i'm having deja vu as i was watching tonight the pay-per-view it's like i feel like we've been here before i feel like i've seen this before where have i seen it before oh like two pay-per-views ago on (laughs) wrestlemania and also on the one in between yeah that was weird this this could have been called wrestlemania backlash backlash yeah re-backlash because (laughs) it's like like the beginning of uh tropic thunder with the scorcher four Prepare to go do it again, (laughs) again. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is, dude. And, you know, it was all solid matches. But again, we've already seen it. They're really struggling on how to uh, diversify. And they took one of the pay-per-views that I would consider what used to be a babyface pay-per-view, right? Hell in the Cell. Everybody likes Hell in the Cell. It was up there with Elimination Chamber and Royal Rumble as like, it doesn't matter what matches are booked, you're going to tune in to see it better than well, hell, better than uh, chamber i would say i think this one's just got the legacy to it you know yeah it's got exactly. the prestige it's, it's 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 a big one yeah i mean it could i mean the match it's the match itself was the first match was 1997 Shawn michaels uh versus the undertaker i mean before the mick full you know mankind undertaker hell in the cell everybody that was like the standard you know yeah you know, Mike Michaels and Undertaker had their WrestleMania series, but they had that that Hell in the Cell match. Really, that was a bad blood in your house. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the first time they had that man, and it really elevated it things yeah. for them. But just explain to me why are we seeing the same matches we saw at WrestleMania still? Why 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 does do the are these rivalries continuing? I, I, they seem like they're just lasting a quarter of a year. Yeah, and and this was a raw. I don't know. I don't. I don't have an answer for it. Uh, it obviously, it was a raw, heavy, or I'd say raw branded pay per view. And you know, for three hours, and they just cut so much talent, uh, but they just don't know how to shake things up, dude. Yeah, just, I mean, they have, despite cutting some talent recently, they still have the deepest roster in history currently. But as I watch. As I watch every pay-per-view, why do I feel like they have 10 people on their roster? Yeah, I don't I don't know. It does feel like that. They, well, the Drew McIntyre one was billed as this was his last chance. Yeah. So it literally is going to force them to do something. I guess. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just like ever since uh, it was a few years ago when Seth Rollins uh, wrestled The Fiend in Hell of the Cell and the crowd really turned on the match itself. And you couldn't tell if it's because remember the lights were all red. Oh yeah. But then, and then they almost like in a weird way, try to blame Seth Rollins. Cause he was a baby face in a time. And that's when they turned him heel. Yeah. You know, and then Anderson, you know, Arn Anderson, you know, at the time said they, they're just overusing the concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just could not, I and I don't necessarily agree with it. They just, they're not using it right yeah. versus they're overusing it. So, I mean, this is a match that, I mean, this goes back, this is a 25 year old match. Right. I mean, hell in the cell has been around for a while, but my biggest complaint is why isn't this, I know, you know, everybody goes back to the undertaker and mankind. That was 1998 King of the ring. You know, that was June, yeah. right? Yeah. June 28th. So it was yeah. right. It was right. We're like lingering around the anniversary, but they didn't even bring it up. Why why is this match not in October, you know, branded as Halloween, mm-hmm. you know, as a Halloween style match, right? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, a, that'd be good. I just don't know why 
I think it's enough that I think that I'm okay with them leaving it as, you know, basically brand the pay-per-view hell and cell. They can't, you know, a cage match goes back to basically this was the final match, you know, just like this was it. If you were going to have a blow off match, you finish thing, you decided it in a cage, Yeah, you know? So I'm just not 100% sure. Like I, I understood, you know, Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley in the cage. Cause again, this is like, how many times have we seen them in the ring together? Right. You know, right. But like, why was Bianca and Bailey in a hell in the cell? I just don't see why they needed to be in, in a cage. Like I almost, and weirdly enough, there was a third hell in the cell, but it didn't take place tonight on the pay-per-view. It took place on Friday night, SmackDown. Yeah. Roman Reigns. That was, yeah, that was good. Yeah. That, that one I understood because now you're talking blood feud, right? It's just yeah. like Roman Reigns tried to take out, you know, a man's son. Yeah. That's, that's enough to be like, I want you in a cage. Yeah. That's enough to skip through. I want you one-on-one. That's enough to where we're going in a cage. Yeah. And they gave that away for free. Yeah. So I, although I, again, it's just like, what is the term? I don't like to call these pay-per-views anymore. I mean, I guess you're paying yeah. for the app. Right. Right. But you're not paying separately to view it. You're paying for the the right to stream it, I guess. Yeah, I don't think anybody's coined a new name. I think that's going to be a hot hashtag once someone coins that one. Yeah. A monthly, a monthly stream. The stream. Yeah. I thought Super Show was always good. It kind of like it just it was very generic, but yeah. it kind of went through. But uh, you know, I don't know. There, while I was just kind of sitting there, I kind of went back and looking at the history of the Hell in the Cell. Dude, and like I said, it it goes back, you know, almost 25 years. They've basically had on pay-per-view or big shows 48 Hell in the Cell matches. Really? Yeah. And it's cool. If you go to the wiki page, you can kind of see uh, the history of it. And, uh, and to no surprise, you know, The Undertaker has the most Hell in the Cell matches and the most wins, you know, because Undertaker, Kane, and probably now I would say pass that on to Fiend. Yeah. Hell in the Cell. This is kind of a Halloween supernatural type gimmick mm-hmm. match, right? That it's just like you're going to see blood, you know, mankind. That That's you kind of associate it. Even though like people like Shawn Michaels, who kind of became somewhat of a master of it, even though he only had four appearances, all his appearances meant something. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Triple H as well. But when they kind of went to battle into these Hell in the Cells, whether it was WrestleMania or different pay-per-view, they still felt like they did not have the home field advantage. Mm-hmm. These were wrestlers going into a structure that not ne- was not necessarily something that they were comfortable with. Yeah. You know, and, and I know they, you know, the work speech of just like it changes careers. And although, dude, to, uh, it does like even when the man like they were beating the crap out of each other and you saw all the welts on their backs and it was a long match. Yeah. And there were, and it was physical, man. Yeah. And it's just like, this is, this is when it gets hard to watch because we, it's not the wrestler's fault, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And all they can do is basically hit each other harder yeah. and make it feel more real. And now they're physically beating the crap out of each other. And we, the people still are not invested yeah. even though they're really fighting, not really fighting, but really hitting each other for, you know, for lack of a better term, it's pretty close. It's a work shoot. Yeah. I mean, that those, you know, I've been hit with those Singapore canes, dude. Those are no joke. Yeah. 
there's you don't gimmick those per se. Like even if you tie, you know, untie the end. Uh, I mean, those are hard, hard shots mm-hmm. and they had welts. They were beaten. And so it's just like, that's when I really feel for the guys that it's just like, they're really being misused that it's just like, they're, they're really physically putting it on the line. And, and, and granted they're, they're still in the Thunderdome. So it's not like you're getting that feedback from the crowd to know what you're working is not working. Thunderdome, Thunderdome is starting to feel really weird. Yeah. It's starting to feel really weird. Like it became reality, obviously, for a while, given the conditions. But now it's just strange to me. Uh, like when you hop in, what stood out to me was that um, the recap of the Shayna Baszler, Alexa Shayna, ba- yeah. Shayna Baszler and Alexa Bliss, their whole thing. And I realized, OK, so Shayna Baszler is having an argument with a doll in front of a bunch of screens. It's just, <laughs> it, it's just it's just the level of, of weirdness there, I think, is now starting to overshadow the fact that this is supposed to be a wrestling show. Yeah. And, it, and now it's starting to feel more weird. Cause it's just like people are, you're starting to see other sporting events with people in it. Is Vince afraid to see, to hear what the fans have to say? He might be man. Cause like we, you know, we, we go all the way back to episode. What is it? Episode three for us on our show. Yeah. When we talk about beyond Thunder, Thunderdome, uh, go back and click on that. This is him, him being very worried because you're you're now you're going to put that element that you can't direct. Yep. You can't direct the crowd anymore to do what you need them to do. You can't turn off faces that are cheering when you want them to boo or booing them when you want them to cheer. And people are coming outside for the first time in a year, leaving their houses and going to see a show. They want what they want. Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to deal with that? Yeah, how he's going to that's going to be a big I think that's going to be a big struggle for them because yeah. you're really going to find out who's over. Yep. I mean, I have the feel, uh, you know, going on my gut. I feel like Drew McIntyre is no longer over and he might need a heel run again, mm-hmm. which seems weird because it seems kind of quick. You know, and he was the covid era champ, but I have a feeling that he's not going to be over anymore because he's the new guy that they were kind of cr- they I think they booked him incorrectly. But weirdly enough they booked Bobby Lashley correctly. And then I was not 100% even behind him getting the belt. And then they gave him the hurt business and then they gave him the actual title. And now looking at him with MVP, I was like, this guy feels like a champ. Yeah. So it's just like, I have a feeling. Yeah. I have a feeling if there was a crowd there, Bobby Lashley would have been getting the cheers. Yeah. And that's what Vince is going to have to deal with. He's going to have to deal with Roman Reigns getting cheered. For the first time, you know, the opposite problem that they had pre-COVID, he couldn't get people to cheer for him if they gave him money. Yep. They finally let give, let Roman do what Roman does best and let the crowd do what they do best. And now they're making magic and they're going to cheer for him. Mm-hmm. They're going to cheer for him. So uh, it's going to be interesting how they how they start to cope with this. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see how that first show goes. Everybody always says, you know, Mankind Undertaker is the uh, their favorite. I remember when that first happened. That was 1998. And that was a little bit uh, when Raw, you know, I think that's when Raw started winning in the ratings in Nitro. I started hearing about wrestling again from non-wrestling people yeah. saying, wow, that looked real. Or, wow, did you see that? And they were talking about a wrestling match. And it was very like, whoa. Uh-huh. And it's just like, and, man, and rightfully so. I mean, he got thrown off a freaking cage. Yeah. Now, I mean, we went to that WrestleMania live, even though we were we were there. And it was, don't get me wrong, just like with Chris Jericho and Blood and Guts, that's a high jump. So mm-hmm. when when we saw Shane go off the top of the cell onto that table, 
that was a high jump, but it was also clear that it was a crash pad. Uh And don't get me wrong, that still takes balls, but it takes more balls to do go head over heels through just the table. Yeah. With no crash tab. And, you know, Undertaker really couldn't aim or he kind of just like try to steer his directions. I mean, it was like Mick Foley could have easily hit that guardrail like right on his spine. Yeah. You know, that was not that didn't. And basically that didn't even have the blessings of the office. Right. He kind of went into business for himself with that. Mm -hmm. And that was only the first bump. Yeah. And then the second one, which was kind of like was supposed to be an accident, you know, supposed to kind of slowly open. Yeah. But it's just like and that's when cages. I don't know. It's just like back in the 90s, this stuff wasn't uh, this wasn't engineered for the stunts like it is now. Yeah. (laughs) It was just a real cage. Yeah, yeah. it was was a real fence. They just got raised fencing to come put one up. Yes. (laughs) You know, and at the time, they probably could have used raised fencing sponsorship money, too. You know, (laughs) they they weren't even public yet. You know, but you remember Undertaker, like his face sinking into the fence. Like, wow, I can't believe this is holding them. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, that was a big one. But like, as far as like modern ones, I think the most underrated Hell in the Cell is is recent and i think i've spoke about this before it was the roman reigns jay uso i quit match that was helen sell in 2020 i think that one do you remember that one yeah i do oh man that was produced by my buddy you know michael hayes Mm -hmm. and it's just like that felt like wrestling and you felt the emotion and the drama of just like you know a a family feud, right? And just like fighting your cousin. That's like your brother. Yeah. Well, that's what made it, isn't it? It was, it was that story behind it. Oh yeah. It had a story. great story behind it. Yeah. Not necessarily gimmicks. I mean, the, the, the match itself is look, these are all great athletes. They're going to beat the crap out of each other, you know, but it's just like, I want to be emotionally involved when it's happening. Yeah. If I don't have any skin in the game and just like for Roman Reigns to start crying and like yeah. legit crying that to me, that was like, that was the best modern, uh, hell in the cell match yeah. obviously coming off one of the least well-received ones because the year before was the that one we were just talking about with Seth the Rollins. yeah with fiend that one was just not yeah not well accepted at all what bothered everyone about that so much i, st- I mean I, I get it but it didn't seem like that huge a deal i think the red lights i think that was the first time that they had, were going to do the match the entirety mm-hmm. in the red lights i think that bothered them i think it also bothered them that what we were just talking about, the fiend was more over than Seth Rollins. All right. What the heel was more over than the baby face. What do you do? Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like, and they, I don't think either guy pivoted correctly in that match because I don't even look, I don't even know if Seth Rollins should have been turned heel. Although now I think when it became Monday night Messiah and then Friday night savior. And now the, uh, the man with the David S pumpkin suits, you know, dri- you know, the, what are they, is he the deacon of drip or whatever? I'm not he is. sure. I was I was thinking that earlier as I was watching the pay per view. Is what is Rollins' gimmick right now? He yeah, just, he just wears suits. <laughs> yeah, with a, with a glove. I don't yeah. know. He just has that drip. But you know, he's still one of their top guys, and he feels like a top guy. Mm-hmm. So that is. A, but yeah, at that moment, that's when he became what he is now. Uh, they turned on him. Uh, what other ones that were kind of not well received? The Brock Lesnar versus the Undertaker one was another one that was that was back in 2015. That was basically the rematch coming off of Undertaker losing the streak to Brock Lesnar. All right, and that's when uh, 
I think was that the one where they had the meme when Undertaker and Brock sat up and he started laughing and then Undertaker didn't break character, but he made that it was a gif that he made this weird face when he was laughing. Mm. Uh, it might have been around there, but yeah, that was a good one just because Undertaker got his revenge and yeah. he basically uh, he beat Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar didn't tap. He passed out from the uh, the death triangle choke and he basically gave the finger before he passed out. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was that was a decent one going back. Uh, and then there's a lot of like throwaway ones and that you don't really remember all that much about. I feel like it needs to go back to Halloween and it needs to go back to being gimmicked and it needs to be saved for like super violent blood feuds or super, uh, I don't want to say supernatural, but those really mankind undertaker Kane, fiend, even uh, this current, you know, version of Alexa bliss. She could have took over like a hell in the cell. It seemed like that would have been a natural, right? Why not? That? I don't understand. Like, why do you put Bailey and Bianca in there instead? Why not? I don't know why. It seems to make perfect sense. You're right. And it's like um, they're just not doing anything with the gimmick. It's like heck in a cell. They need to up the ante. <laughs> I think we need to trademark that one. Heck in a cell. <laughs> that's the PG era. So do a lot oh, with it. Like, you know, AEW, despite their flaws, you, you know, they got they got a lot of botches and a lot of miscues in there, but they take their gimmicks and they push them hard. Blood and guts we got blood and gutty. Yeah, it did got bloody and gutty. And you know yeah. what? If you go back to the 80s, a lot of those matches, there was a lot of botches. Yeah. Because we didn't really care about the choreograph, right? Mm-hmm. We wanted we wanted the blood, we wanted the guts, we wanted the emotion. And it's yeah. like, okay, for argument's sake, let's suspend our belief and yeah. pretend that Shayna Baszler is afraid of a doll. I've been a- watching stuff. I've been watching stuff now that I've, my, my channels have increased. I've watched a little Impact, you know. I watched a little NWA on YouTube, uh, of course, AEW. And now I, I watch the production on WWE, and it's so good that it's annoying me, okay? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, they do it so well, especially when uh, on, on the uh, strikes and stuff like that. Five strikes in a row, and you've got 30 camera angles. It's like bayhem, you know? Yeah. Cut, cut, zoom, cut, zoom. And, and they amplify it so well but i just it's kind of annoying me now (laughs) (laughs) yeah they don't miss you know i I just they really don't miss and sometimes you need it to miss sometimes you need it to be not as like you don't want to fully miss when something happens you know like you don't want to miss us like have a bad angle but man maybe you need a director's like okay we got the good shot but do we want to use the good shot Yeah. You know, it's just like if if really needed, we can go back and do the use the good shot in the replay. Mm-hmm. But uh, dude, the production value is trouble. It's troublesome. And look, it's troublesome if you want to go back to like, you know, going to forget that there is a referee and there's supposed to be rules to this. But, you know, but mm-hmm. every other major sport now basically has instant replay rules. They yeah. need to find a way to go back and rethink their rule book and find a way to use the referee and the rules to their advantage to make the heels more heelish and the baby yep. faces more babies. And it's just like, if it needs to be an instant replay rule or really, and look, it's going to force the guys to be more creative. It's going to force the producers to be more creative. It's just like, look, we got a camera angle that saw you using the trunks, mm-hmm. you know, Paul Heyman can't, you know, if he would have came out and threw in, it's just like, I got to get an instant replay. You know, it's just like it'll make it feel more like sports. 
you know, and yeah. I'm sorry. It's just like, they need to lean more towards the sports and sports entertainment, not more toward the entertainment stuff will come organically if you do it right. But the people who do tune tune in are yeah. more likely to be sports fans, other sports fans, or close to being it than they are to be of just like soap opera fans. Yeah. And that's why sure. I, I hate that comparison of just like, it's like a male soap opera. I hate it. They're booking, they're booking, booking this show for my abuelita. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Like it's fucking, <laughs> that's what they're building here. It's, it's all drama, you know? <laughs> oh no, we don't want to do that. Yeah. Hell in the cell should not be telenovela. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's just like, they that's, got the looks and the hard angles. You know what oh I mean? My it's God, just like, you're right, dude. Raw is, not raw is war. Raw is telenovela. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're on fire tonight. We got now. We got two episode names. Do we go with Heck in the Cell or Raw <laughs> is telenovela? <laughs> Look, I have to sidebar on something because you were talking about help. Uh, you know, trying to book book Raw or book the shows as, as more sports like. Um, AEW did that MMA rules match the other night. Oh yeah, okay, it's the, like this is the weekend in wrestling. We're just gonna blend it together. Um, that MMA match, I wasn't sure about it, but it, it, I, I was into it. Oh, it worked, dude. No, oh, it, it worked. To- it worked. Yep. And it, it's like they finally got a way to use Jake Hager. Yeah. You know? Oh, and well, and you know what I liked about it? It, it, it felt very, that, that's how matches are in Japan. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever watched any like work shoot matches in Japan. Like when Jake mm-hmm. Hager threw that jab and he legit hit that jab, you're going to mm-hmm. get hit hard. It's going to be stiff. That, that makes people in the crowd or at home go, whoa. Yeah. He hit him. He's bleeding. Like he's yeah. bleeding from a jab. Yeah. Where it's just like, you know, like Jim Ross talked about, it's just like, we need to st- have the guy stop jumping on the ropes and punching someone 10 times because mm-hmm. we've seen UFC for 20 years. And when we see what happens, what a face gets punched once, much yeah. less nine more times. Mm-hmm. And Jake Hager in that match hit him with a jab and he was bleeding. Just like that with a jab. And it's just like, and I liked it. And they still threw in some, they still managed to throw in stuff that you wouldn't see in UFC. I mean, he, that was good. I love that because it, it it, it helps sell the uh, actual wrestling moves. Yeah. He basically, he did the, he bounced off the cage and hit a move. He did a, he ran at him and hit him with a hurricanrana. He did a buck. He basically a buckle bomb onto the Uh cage like uh-huh. the, it's okay that you were able to throw that in because it wasn't strict MMA. It was a mix of wrestling and that's what you would do. It really brought me back to WrestleMania two when Roddy, yeah. when Roddy Piper boxed Mr. T that was yeah. so exciting. Cause it's just like, yeah. you didn't know either one of them was a boxer, you know, but obviously uh, you know, Mr. T was a boxer in movies. So you had some boxing experience cause they trained and you knew Roddy Piper was kind of golden gloves and it's yeah. just like when he was punching and they were boxing and they were still doing wrestling punches. And then when Piper couldn't take it anymore, I remember how surreal. And I saw this one live at Nassau Coliseum. That was my yeah. first WrestleMania as a kid to see Roddy Piper slam somebody wearing boxing gloves was mm-hmm. just like, that's what you would expect to happen. Right. That's what everybody right. was waiting for with Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. It's just like, Oh, he's going to shoot the leg any second, you know, or mm-hmm. the, uh, the Logan, uh, the what's his name? the Paul versus Mayweather match, you know, you're waiting for something to go rogue. That's what the uh, MMA, you know, the Hager match with, you know, Mr. Mayhem felt like that. It's just like any moment they're going to go rogue. And that's what they did. Mm -hmm. I just, the, my only complaint would be, it's just like, I didn't know that was even going to happen. I knew. I didn't know. I didn't know either. I didn't realize they said, 
MMA rules match. I'd never heard anything like that. I don't know what that meant. He cha- I knew he challenged him to it like the week before. Like I watched that he challenged him to him. I'm like, okay, cool. But dude, that that could have been that was a pay per view match. I sat there and I, it came on and I was I, I was uh, again I was unsure and then it started and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Then I was liking it more and more. But in my head, I was like, ooh, TNT is loving this right now. Yeah, they're looking at this and they're like, oh wow, this is this is interesting. We have MMA, like we have we have believable MMA. Yeah, for free, <laughs> we didn't have to do anything new. <laughs> exactly, and and everybody knows it. I mean, they had the you know the Jack. Uh, Jake Hager, I almost called him Jack Swagger. The Jake Hager, you know, they showed his chokeouts. I mean, he's legit undefeated in MMA. And this, this, I mean, this is almost like a new genre to me. I don't know. Like you said, they do it in Japan, but I don't recall seeing anything like this on, um, you know, any American wrestling as far as I can remember. And you can take uh, some of the wrestlers who are legit shoot fighters and put them in these matches and give them something else to do. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and there's and there there's more and more, you know. There, look, I think there was always bleed over of like athletes wanting to get into professional wrestling because not only, you know, fans of sports like wrestling, but people, athletes like wrestling. They all, right. you know, wrestling. So you're getting a lot of MMA guys. I mean, I, I'm sorry, uh, freaking, what's his name is like one of the hottest guys in WWE right now. You know, he's the king of the bros. Yeah. Right. He's, you know, he's, uh, what's his name? <laughs> why am I, why am I Matt Riddle? Spicoli. Yeah. Spicoli. Matt Riddle is like a legit shooter. And he just like, yeah. but it's funny. It's just like, these guys know what it's like to perform for a shoot and, but then to put the performance in their shoot. So yeah. like he goes out there, you know, and when he shoots, you know, but he's he's so entertaining and he can go on there and do a shoot style match. He had the, they had those NXT, those uh, I think they called them pit fights. They didn't call them MMA cage matches. They called them pit fights. Yeah. And he had one of those. And it was dude, it was great. Yeah. And it, but it, again, it was just like it was another one that was really not advertised. So you didn't really know what was coming. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think I hope they really do more with that for sure just like to have the work shoots it's always been big in japan a lot of the uh, ufc guys who retired you know that really were not up to ufc standards anymore they went to japan you know the bob saps and you know the don you know the predator they went over there and they started doing these work shoots ken shamrock came from those work shoots yeah you know and he was a shooter but it's just like you're gonna get hit hard in those and i and i literally i still think you don't have to have to hit each other that hard to get it over mm-hmm. because you already have, you know, everyone knows Jake Hager is a shooter. So mm-hmm. he does like, he doesn't have to hit you as hard as he can to prove that he's a shooter. You already know it. Yeah. So I really, it's, is that kind of funny that the guys who come from other sports uh, in a weird way, when they, you let them loose, they are better at being pro wrestlers than people would expect. <laughs> I mean, Pat fat freaking Pat McAfee, was so good in NXT and he's one of like, it was getting hard to replace Corey Graves. Like he was there. Mm-hmm. He was, he is a great, he's their color guy. He's their modern day Jesse, the body for lack of a better term. And every time they're like, they're going to have to make Corey Graves go back or he, he can't be in two places. And what I think Pat McAfee finally did it. 
Yeah. And it's just like, but he, I mean, he was in NXT. I mean, he, he did all that stuff with Adam Cole. He's up for an SB on ESPN for, mm-hmm. uh, for punting the punt to the head. And they had that shoot. Yep. You know, that worked. Oh, well, it probably wasn't a work in the beginning, but they turned it into it. So that's just good business. Yeah, man. It was, it was a good, uh, it was a good weekend of, uh, some good wrestling. I said to it, uh, we want to see better. We, 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 we gripe because we care. We know yeah. WWE can do better. Yeah. But it's just like, man, when they, they just have to take the creative reins away from whoever's doing it right now. We always blame Vince because the buck stops with Vince. So we just assume it's Vince. Yeah. And figure out a solution on how to deal with all your TV time. Because this whole thing of just stretching these um, feuds out for like a, months and you have the blow off match and then you have the blow off, blow off match. And then the blow off, blow off rematch. Yeah. It's just, uh, we're tired of it. We're it's we've, we saw it. Yeah. You know, and or if you've got to do that, do something else, introduce other elements, change it swift, you know, move it around. I don't know. I'm not sure what, what exactly the solution is. And that's why I don't write for WWE. I just know I, I don't like seeing the same main event, three pay-per-views in a row. Yeah, man. I, well, I, and again, and I tweeted this out, uh, as, you know, especially because Seth versus Cesaro was a great match, but it was another match that we've seen. Would you have been more forgiving of seeing it again if you knew it was a best of seven series? And basically they said, you know, we're going to find out who the best wrestler is and we're going to have seven matches over the summer to see who the better man is. I don't know that that interests me. No, you don't, don't think I by just, the time they got to like, if they threw in a few gimmick matches there and then finally the blow off match of like seven is going to be like, say at SummerSlam and then match seven. Okay. Whoever wins this, then, then that's it. Just like the NBA is doing right now. NHL does it. The best of seven is their playoffs. You have those game in between that, you know, when the win and losses mean something, but if you make it a game seven, and whoever wins, winner takes all. That's what, you know, the whole thing around the two out of three falls match used to be, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it works in that format. If they did it in, in NBA uh, playoffs format and they had seven matches over the span of like two weeks. Yeah. Th- that would work for me. But if you're going to take seven matches, you're going to tell me we're going to do seven matches. and We're going to stretch it over three months or something yeah. like that. I, I, I just lose interest there. Well, you, you know, you got to be I know. creative, man. You definitely have yeah. to be way more creative than they're being. They don't. I'm sorry. They just don't have that creativity right now. Yeah. But remember the you know, the summer is, you know, for NWA fans, summer was always about the Great American Bash. The Great American Bash did not start as one pay-per-view. The, basically, the Great American Bash was a bunch of really solid super shows that traveled around the country for the entire summer and mm-hmm. like almost like a contained traveling pay-per-view that took place within three months. And they, and they jiggled a lot with the format and they jiggled about who was facing what. And then the final great American bash pay-per-view was, was the blow off of everything that happened in that great American bash. You know, sure. That's great. And you know what program a brand new pay-per-view, you know? Yeah. They've got the same pay-per-views on the books every year, every yeah. month of every year, okay? And I wonder if this is just sort of uh, of uh, now out of obligation because I, their streaming rights belong all or, to other companies or whatever. But, um, yeah, invent something new. Introduce a gimmicky pay-per-view and just do something different, yeah. you know? 
Oh, I totally agree, man. It's just, I think the error of the monthly pay-per-views just needs to go away. It's- yeah. I mean, the, the, the term pay-per-view is going to go away. I guess, well, AEW still does pay-per-views, but WWE is not doing pay-per-views. I don't know what you could call them now. Yeah. Events. Yeah. Super shows, special event, main uh-huh. event, Saturday night's main event. But do they even feel like a super show? No, I mean, no. at, at the Thunderdome, did that feel like a super show no, that's, tonight? No, no. I, I totally agree. It did not. AEW is doing it right, man. Their pay-per-views are quarterly, and they still find a way to do special event shows on their shows. You know, they, yeah. And NXT's doing it, too, which is kind of funny. It's just like they had those special shows that they were doing. You know, they their Halloween Havoc wasn't a pay-per-view, quote-unquote. And look, as like I said, you're not if they if they want to make more money, it's just like fine, you do these special event shows that kind of happen, you know, s- similar to Clash of the Champions, which I think is what uh AEW, the format they're going to. It's just mm-hmm. like they're gonna have their weekly shows on TBS, but then on TNT, they're gonna have their Clash of the Champions, which is basically what they just did with like Blood and Guts. Uh, Beach Bash, uh, Fighter Fest, those type, they're going to be the quarterly yeah. events that are not pay-per-views, but they're still special shows. Yeah. Uh, WWE needs to go to that format. And guess what they can do? They can charge an upcharge for the pay-per-views that are actually pay-per-views. And mm-hmm. you can go back to what used to be known as the big four, right? WrestleMania, yeah. Survivor Series, SummerSlam, and Royal Rumble. Those yeah. were the four pay-per-views. If you did it with this new format, you can charge an upcharge and make more money. But guess what? Then it's on you to be more creative and make these shows feel more special than the other shows that you're doing. Because it's just like this was like Monday Night Raw now with more cage. Yeah, no, pretty much. Look, WWE can charge whatever they want if they can put up something that people want to see. Yeah, people are gonna pay to see it. That's how it. That's how it's always been, and people will still do it. But as as of yet, they're just not putting together. Uh, they're not putting together feuds. They're not putting together matches. They're not building up to events that people care about. And and I think the t- it's just here's this monthly pay per view. Do 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 do. Let's go through the motions and you know pretend it's important. Let's Man, sit through it's way too and- formatted too. Yeah, let's sit through an hour pre-show of of everybody, you know, vamping and pretending that this is Super Bowl Sunday. Man, and do you think the uh you think the rumors are true that uh ticket sales are way down? Um for their TV tapings? I, you know, I I I I can only go by my gut and I know that uh one's coming near us and it never occurred to me to even want to get tickets. Yeah. You know what I mean? After after, you know, a year of being locked up and it's coming it's, you know, it's coming to town, I just like, eh. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. not really anything uh it doesn't feel it doesn't feel special and that's trouble, man. Yeah. That is really trouble is just like cuz again, it, it, this doesn't come down on the wrestlers. I don't ever want it to come off that, you know, any of our shows come off as like we're you know, coming down on the wrestlers because we're not. We know that they're basically victims of having a really good job and getting paid really well and yeah. doing what they can do. But like, if you, it goes back to what CM Punk said, he's like, he's a millionaire that could be a billionaire. Unfortunately, well, weirdly enough, he is a billionaire. You know, he ended up making money despite yeah. <laughs> the creativity, not because of the creativity. Yeah. Wow. And I say it like, I say it all the time. The ring work is the best 
that around. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. The ring work, the production, they've got all the tools. It's you know, it is. It's the best gig in town. It's like you know, if you you you're working at you're working at Warner Brothers. You know what I mean? If you're if you're a film person, you're at one of the big. You're at the biggest studio. You're at Disney. What they're doing when they're in front of the camera, it's just not working. No. And I agree, man. It, it was a hell in the cell show. And it like I just gotta interrupt. Why are they making Shayna Baszler afraid of a doll? Isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> you know, I mean, I get I get what they're doing with uh I get what they're doing with Alexa Bliss, and that's fine. I mean, they basically took the fiend's gimmick and put it on her. Okay, whatever. But like it would work with someone else, but Shayna Baszler is your, you know, shoot fighter, cage fighter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where's Where's the black mouthpiece? You know, she's tough. Yeah. And you, you you're you're using her to be afraid of this doll. It's it's again another case of you're um, diluting your own product. You know, that is you're, exactly take, it. you're knocking Shayna Baszler down for the sake of building up the doll. You could have done that with anybody. Use you know use some job folks to be afraid of the doll. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. And and again, even and then they didn't even follow their own rules. You know, like I was going to say earlier, it's just like, okay, then why isn't Alexa having the Hell in the Cell match with Shayna? And then why are you not locking Shayna in a cage with a doll and making it feel like a horror movie? Right? Yeah. If you want to, if you want to do the Annabelle gimmick, and if she's really afraid of it, then what better way to really sell that than to lock her in a cage with the thing she's afraid of? Yeah, where was the doll during the match? <laughs> yeah. That was the whole buildup. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just like I don't know. We uh, we're you know we have we have a Twitter poll up about the doll, you know, which because I really think the doll the doll could get over as far as like if you wanted to like sell merchandise, sure, for sure. But I mean, I don't think it's going to get over something that you're like truly af- like afraid of. So like to have a shoot fighter doing it, but I. You know, could this be a gobbledy gooker in 20 years where people are going to look back at it kind of like chuckle? Like, remember Lily the doll? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't see. I think maybe uh, Vince has learned the lessons of the gobbledy gooker and said, uh, you know what? Instead of, uh, you know, building up to some huge reveal and then having it fall flat, I will just keep pushing the flat gimmick that nobody likes yeah. and that way everyone will forget it existed <laughs> because they'll want to and no one can ever lampoon that in the future you know we did it for half a year <laughs> you know the rumor is one of the reasons he brought back ecw and then kind of let it fall apart was just like to get people to stop chanting ecw at the shows yeah, I can see that. It, it, it makes sense. It's cool. Like, that makes sense story-wise, you know? You know, and he did have that moment when he bought WCW, and he's like, what do I do with it? Maybe I just mm-hmm. buy it, and I put it on the shelf so you all forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> just like, there was definitely a, a work. That was not a joke, kids. No, I don't know. He was not joking. Man. Vince doesn't do comedy. <laughs> he does comedy, but not that kind of no, comedy. No, not that kind of comedy, so. But yeah, kind of a bummer. There's just like a, a, a lot of solid matches, but uh, I feel like a wasted, wasted gimmick show. And they didn't. Yeah. And they didn't. I don't feel like they advanced anything other than, you know, they, if they don't, Drew McIntyre doesn't. That was his last shot. And and I got I, it. I got it. I got it. Super stream. Super stream. There you go. <laughs> Super stream. Yeah. Oh wow. Dude, you need to trade. You got a lot of stuff to trademark tonight. Get on the hashtag Superstream. Yeah, I'm going to call the patent office after. Yeah, this. you got to hit the hotline to the patent office. Heck in a mm-hmm. cell. 
Super stream. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in for the heck of a cell. Super stream. <laughs> on the peacock. What the <laughs> f- is going on? 